to an American's Guide to Bollywood, where today we're talking about Simba, the sequel to Singham, about a corrupt cop named Simba. Hi, I'm Rose. I'm Hannah. And this is the second in our blockbuster movie series. Mm-hmm. And Simba with two M's. Yes. And this is the... I mean, it's kind of a sequel, so like... Basically, the director now has this franchise, Rohit Shetty, the guy who did Sing Him, mm-hmm. now has this franchise that's just called his cop universe. Oh, yeah. So I was going to say, it's Sing Him universe. Right. So it's set in his cop universe. Yeah. Which is, yeah, just the Sing Him universe. So this isn't like a Sing Him movie, but it's, Sing Him's a character in the universe, like he gets mm-hmm. referenced, because this is also a cop in Goa, so exactly. they, there's a reference Like at one to... point he's like, oh, everyone wants to be Sing Him now. Yeah. Yeah. But this guy, played by Ranveer Singh, thank you Ranveer Singh, we love to see you. Yes. Um, <laughs> is kind of the opposite of Sing Him. He's not a terrible person, I mean he's not like evil and villainous and all these things but he is just in it for the kickbacks and he'll he explicitly says that several times yeah he's Mm self-serving but in a friendly way yes he is cheerful and very energetic and very fun to watch i love his little dances that he does they're amazing he's kind of in a sense, like the cop from Debang that we also mm-hmm. saw, the Salman Khan character from Debang. Yeah, that's really true. Where, I mean, he's goofier yeah. than that guy. Yeah. But in the sense that he's a corrupt cop and he just, because that's just the way cops are. Yeah. Yeah. Because when he was an orphan being forced to pickpocket, you know, by some jerk, he uh, saw a cop get a kickback and was like, oh, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Be in charge and get kickbacks. I, it's hard to argue with that, especially if you're coming from, you know, that kind of background. Exactly. So this movie is also, even though it's a Singham sequel in Hindi, mm-hmm. it's based on the Telugu movie Temper, hmm. starring Junior and TR, who's a big Telugu star. So they just took an unrelated movie and set it in the Singham universe. But I think it works really well. especially it really does. since Yeah, especially since the second Singham movie was basically just, like, almost exactly the same as the first movie. It added nothing to anything. Yeah. So having this character who's the opposite of Singham but learns mm-hmm. the value of, you know, I'm just going to, I'm not going to say being a good cop, but I'm going to say yeah. standing up for what is right. Exactly. That's what I'm going to go with here. And so, yeah. in a sense, it's, it's more of a hero's journey than Yeah. Sam. It's more that he was like, oh, I'm seeing that my actions are really hurting people, and I don't like that. Yeah, and it's, yeah, because even if I'm just being corrupt in a small way, it mm-hmm. encourages criminals to do more and more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think this is a movie, so like... <laughs> Ranveer Singh plays this character really broadly. And this is a type of character you see, or, like, a type of way you'll see him acting in some of his movies, where it's this very broad, like, look at me, aren't I cute mm-hmm. kind of way of being charming. And uh, surprisingly, it is charming. Yeah. Just because and Ranveer Singh's really just a 
great actor yeah. in everything. Exactly. Charming, villainous, goofy, whatever. It's great. But that's the way the, the character is played. Yeah. So it is a little broader, but I think it's saved not only by his acting ability, but also by um, the character's love of people. So even though he's self-serving and it mm-hmm. seems like he you would you should not like him cuz he's self-serving and goofy. Yeah. He just he you can tell he honestly loves people. Yeah, he he really does. He even before he's changed, he still likes people. He actually one of the cops at the precinct he goes to work at mm-hmm. is very disappointed in his you know, corruption and makes no bones about it. He doesn't try and be nice to him at all. He still is constantly like being nice to that guy and hanging out with him and like, yeah, spending time with him. He doesn't treat him any differently because this guy looks down on him. No, he really doesn't. It's so funny. Yeah. But of course his true soft spot is for orphans Mm -hmm. because he was an orphan. And then of course people who are nice to orphans. So he was taught. Yeah. Teachers who teach orphans in the street. Yes. Um, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Which just kind of makes me sad. I know. <laughs> that orphans, I mean, that in India there's just, like, I know, like, there's the street children orphan problem. Although I'm not confronted with it generally in these movies. But the the way they get education is by waiting for, like, nice people to volunteer to teach them in the street. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's a bummer. So anyway, he clearly got him places. He became a pretty successful cop. (laughs) Yeah, he really did. The guy who gave him his start as a a little street hooligan was then the main villain Mm -hmm. when he came back to that area as a cop. This guy, Sonu Sood... He was in Dabang. Yeah, he was the main villain. Speaking mm-hmm. of Dabang. Yep. He was also in Joda Akbar. And he is going to be in Happy New Year that we will see very soon. And he plays a lot of villains. So this is basically par for the course, this part for him. And actually Happy New Year is the unusual one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where he's just like a fun addition to the cast yeah but i like Uh, him a lot i like him a lot he is actually likable even though he's a villain and he is um he's really good at being a villain Mm -hmm. one of his brothers looked like a worse amar khan (laughs) i know especially when he was glaring and looking at you intensely from under his eyebrows i kept thinking that yeah yeah i couldn't stop thinking that and then ranveer singh's girlfriend because everyone's gotta have a girlfriend is Sarah Ali Khan, who's Saif Ali Khan's daughter. Mm-hmm. From his first marriage. Yes. She was all right. Yeah, she's fine. She wasn't given that much to do. I don't know if she's a good actress or not, but no, she, she just wasn't given that much to do in this part. She didn't play... Uh, her character didn't have as much of a role as I thought she would, actually. Um, they kind of made out like she was going to be a bigger part of the movie, and then... She wasn't. Because she didn't really challenge him very much. Mm -mm. It's surprising because her father was a cop. So you thought that that would come up. And it does a little bit, but not really. Not in the way you think, where she's going to be part of being like, no, you need to be a better cop. You need to stop taking kickbacks (laughs) Exactly. But she doesn't really do that. I think they just weren't interested in it. Yeah. Which, okay, fine. There are musical numbers in this. Mm Mm-hmm. 
that are actually full-on musical numbers. They so are. That's they're, nice. they're good. I liked them. And because it's Ramvir Singh and not Ajay Devgan, there is actual dancing. <laughs> I know, right? Done. So yeah. that's exciting. Thanks. Like, no, I'm not doing that. Guys, I'm you officially this, famous enough that I don't yeah. have to do this anymore. You write this around me not dancing. <laughs> also, I would say that this is probably fine for teenagers. This kind of has the same problem as Singham does with where the story goes. And some of mm-hmm. the things they discuss, especially the second half of the movie turns a bit more into a cause movie. And I would say that some of the things they discuss, I would not be comfortable having young children listen to. No, I wouldn't. So I would say probably, like, middle to older teens. Yeah, because it's not just obliquely referenced. They, like, they they talk about it a lot for, like, an hour. (laughs) Yeah. And then, of course, again, since this does have the same problem Singham does, it's just some of the questionable conclusions that they come to since they're a different culture with different... Values. Yeah, this isn't a spoiler. It starts with two bodies being wheeled out of a precinct after an encounter. Yeah. So that's... And the voiceover says that it's the first good thing this guy ever did. Yeah. Is these encounters. So that tells you where it's going as far as... It's definitely pro certain kinds of encounters. Yeah, so I mean, use your best judgment on... How old someone should be before watching this. And as we've discussed before, an encounter is when a cop extrajudicially sometimes just beats, but typically um, kills someone. Yeah. I mean, it's basically a police shooting, but they have a lot more of them there than here. That's the thing. It's more of a, it's more of a thing to the point that newspapers will talk about encounter killings. Um, and cops will be known for encounters. Some of them that have a lot. And we, Uh, yeah. And we saw this with our cop movie franchise where there were mm -hmm. situations that were being set up so that the police could kill someone and it would look like, justified and you know this is just a thing that, well, that even in their movies you see happening it's exactly. such a thing that it's trickled into their movies well, exactly it's a di- there's a different discussion going on in india around that than we yeah. have here so you know oh Rose. that's judgment so that's all for non-spoilers we'll do spoilers after the interval Yeah, so again, I mean, no surprise, obviously, but this is about rape victims, like rape cases, Mm -hmm. Um, which, you know, does seem to be quite the problem, quite a uh, topical discussion for a movie. I could have done with less of it. I I think it actually would have had more effect. Now, I'm not Indian. Maybe it wouldn't have. But I feel like it would have had more of an effect if it had been less slapping you in the face with it. Because it was so explicit. It's not, I didn't want them to move it to the background, 
but they moved it like two spaces in front of the foreground. Like they put yeah. it into the audience sitting next if to you. If they could have just had fewer speeches given about it, that would have been preferable. Yeah. And that it was actually commented on even in the Indian reviews. So okay. even in India, it was a bit much. It just seemed like a lot. It seemed like, well, you gotta have something to put in your movie. Yeah. And the first half of the movie is so lighthearted and enjoyable. The, oh. the, the second, the preachiness of the second half really comes as a shock. And so by the end, you're like, oh my gosh, like, Let's move this thing along, but... And it's been a long time since an Indian movie really, like, got me. Like, did a, a hard turn into something else, and I was like, oh gosh, this was lighthearted. <laughs> yeah. It, they, they pulled a real good genie on me. <laughs> I don't want to hear any criticism of Gajini. That was a work of genius. I'm not saying it wasn't. <laughs> I'm just saying that I spent so long in the rom-com flashbacks <laughs> that I forgot that I was in a horrifying tragedy. And then I was like, oh, no, can I stay in the rom-com? <laughs> yeah, so, so of course, this movie, the only way to resolve it, and I think this is the difficulty of cop movies in India, when they're trying to come up with a satisfying ending where you know justice will be done, it's not that the person is arrested and mm-hmm. marched off. With lots of evidence to where everyone knows that this is going to get a conviction, right? That's kind of how you do it in America. In India, it seems to be the only way to ensure that justice is done, if anyone has even the smallest bit of influence, is to have the police enforce justice. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting because the judge isn't portrayed as being corrupt or incompetent, right? Right. And they don't have jury trials in India. It's only bench trials. I didn't realize that. Oh, yes. At some point, we'll watch a movie about the court case that led to India getting rid of juries. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so there's no reason, I would think, to think that justice wouldn't get done. I mean, yeah, they're screwing up with the evidence. Right. But if you can just protect the evidence well enough. And what's funny is... The way they set it up... So they set up this elaborate thing so that they can have an encounter without getting in trouble themselves, of course, for murder. Right. Um, But what's interesting is during the setup of the encounter, which they are sure to catch on CCTV so that they have evidence that everything happened like they said it was. Which, the number of pauses and suspicious glances that I saw would make me very suspicious of the whole setup. Plus... When they hand, when they get their guns into the criminal's hands, one of the brothers is, fake Amr Khan is like, okay, fine, I'll just shoot yeah. you. But the other one is like, I know what's happening. I don't want this. And His he's finger wasn't even out. on the trigger. No, he's holding it out with like a flat palm. Like, yeah. take this gun away. That's pretty bad. Presumably, though, if the camera was far enough, they wouldn't be able to see that kind of detail. Yeah. But... It is also insane to think that they would each be able to get a gun at the exact same time. Right. Like, how bad are your cops at protecting yeah. their weapons? Yeah, exactly. But what's funny is, and then they get the weapons and they don't fire them. Yeah. <laughs> but what was funny to me was that during this setup, one of the guys actually confesses yeah. to raping the woman. But in the trial room in court, they had said that admissions to a police officer can't be used in court. Oh, I didn't remember that. Yeah, I don't know the nuances of that, but I'm guessing it's because of encounters where people are being beaten to confess. 
So then hilariously on the investigation, they're like, we need a neutral third party. And you find out that uh, the neutral third party that they've been assured that they're going to get is actually Singham. And I can't think of someone less qualified to neutrally investigate a police encounter. Can you imagine? Also, I don't know what qualifies him to investigate anyway. Like, I feel like that should be someone's job is to just investigate. But he's a small town cop that got brought into Goa as a punishment. Well, it seems like he must have gotten promoted to what? Internal affairs? Or whatever their equivalent of that is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, probably. That's what I took from it. Uh, although he does still seem to be in the uniform. I don't know. Maybe that's normal? I don't know. Yeah. But, of course, it was amazing when Singham shows up, drives through the stained glass window of the church, which, by the way, I don't think it would be very easy to drive your car through a stained glass window. No, I don't think so. The, uh, it... This, the supports there. Yeah, leaded glass is literally, like, so, I would feel like would be so strong. Yeah. Not that we've tried it. No. I don't know. But it does seem suspicious. However, he drives his car through a stained glass window in an epic way. Mm-hmm. And uh, then gets out of the car in slow motion to the Singham theme song. That's tosses right. his sunglasses on the <laughs> on the yep. head of the car. And they're clearly animated, but they, like, stop right where. Right. And uh, treats old Sono Sued to the patented Singham slap. <laughs> With the lion roar in the background. Mm-hmm. And then I was impressed. They really set up Sono Sued as a very hardcore villain because it takes both Singham and Simba to bring him down. He's yeah. fighting both of them at the same time. Oh, yeah. Also, when... When he's, like, wading through a sea of khaki to get to Simba after he was sitting with the bodies of his brothers. And then he goes and finds Simba and he's like, you don't understand. You don't have a family. And he's like, I have a sister and I have a a mother and I have a father. And you're right. I don't have brothers. And now neither do you. (laughs) That was really. so that was... I mean, I could not stop laughing, but at the same time, I was like, oh my gosh, if somebody said that in real life, like, that would be awful. I know. <laughs> so terrible. Even for a villain. Yeah. To have the person who killed your brothers... Yeah. Really And terrible. is gonna get away with it, say that to yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Because so what's funny is, job. if you just reverse who's technically on the side of right, then, th- then that would be, like, the most villainous thing in the whole movie. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, eventually, a pole is taken by Simba. Uh, of all the women in the room, what do you think we should do? And they're all like, yeah. Kill him. Stop their butts. But so bloodthirsty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even his girlfriend. I like, know. There was no one that she, was like, well, maybe we well, should she's, just let the justice system work. No, she was like, my father would have killed them. I know. Well, and actually, they were talking at one point in the movie about how many encounters her father had been a part of. Like, 50 encounters. And yeah. he was always telling her stories about these encounters. And I was like, is this really... I guess he was a good guy, so we're pro-encounter in this situation? Because he didn't seem to be a bad person when people were talking about him. Yeah, no, he was... He was venerated. And this is really, again, the same thing that Singham brings up, where it just shifts... Where the problem is. Mm-hmm. So it's all well and good to say that the justice system isn't delivering justice can't, or can't be trusted to deliver justice. But wh- why should you trust 
individual cops to deliver justice for you. Well, that's the thing. And that's, you know, um, I mean, that's been the subject of a lot of protests in America, Mm -hmm. uh, which is like, should cops be so quick to shoot people on the streets? Like you don't, it's not really your place. And it does make these movies kind of tricky to watch and enjoy because it, it, you know, for a certain level, I can just like turn my brain off and be like, oh yeah, that's a really enjoyable movie with fun characters and a lot of crazy action stuff. But there's always just this nagging thing where you're just like, oh, but the message is troubling. Yeah. Well, and then the part of the message that's true is troubling because you're like, yeah, that's terrible that that is a problem, which is the rape advocacy, um, rape victim advocacy, uh, they address how, in a way, how dumb it is to have a culture that reveres some women, mm-hmm. which is like your mother, and then doesn't teach any respect and actually, you know, is fine with disrespect for other women. I was really impressed by the smackdown the mother got given by the judge. I was so surprised that they went there. Yeah, because the mother was actually like, oh no, my sons are terrible human beings. Like, eventually the mother's testimony is what sends her one remaining son to jail and convinces the court of the guilt of the other two. Which is wild to me that they're like, we don't need any more evidence. Their mom said they did it. Okay. Well, because then the guy refuses to contradict that. And that is true. Yeah. He's like, well, no, my mom's right. I'm not going to contradict my mom. Yeah. In court. Because he does really revere her. Yeah. And yeah. And it's, it's crazy that like that's instilled in him, but then he doesn't care about these Uh, other things. And frankly, it's also a little unbelievable that a woman who has raised sons that are that spoiled and self-centered would ever be like, oh my gosh, they did do this thing and the court does deserve to know. Yeah. Even if she didn't like what they did, she would, she would have had a lifelong habit of making excuses for them and protecting them. For sure. Yeah. That, that's as unrealistic as all of Simba's (laughs) slaps that turn people around three times. (laughs) Well, or, like, so there was this subplot that we didn't talk about, which is that there's this man who he basically bullies into giving up his land, his ancestral land that he's been holding on to for his granddaughter, giving it to the local crime boss. Mm-hmm. And then when he's turning over a new leaf, he goes to, to apologize to him and help him, and he's like, it's because my father, like, I didn't have a father to slap me when I was being... When I was doing the wrong thing, and I just need, like, a father to slap me. And and the guy, the guy straight up does slap him, which is hilarious. And it's, like, heartwarming. Yeah, it's, it's portrayed a as a heartwarming scene. thing. Um, it was actually, like, really funny. And, I mean, you understand what they're doing. It was heartwarming yeah. enough. Because, yeah. you know, they're both crying. Manly tears of, you know. Exactly. And please let me say... I am not saying that India is the only country that has this problem with women. Um, and again, America has a lot of problems with rape victims and justice system and whatever and all that stuff too. But yeah, I'm not singling out India. It's just addressed in this movie. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. But it is interesting that a lot of emphasis is put in the subplot and the main plot is put on the responsibility of a parent or mm-hmm. even an absent parent um, causing these problems. Yeah. Which so is this idea of like so you true. are you are the person who needs to be taking care of your child. You are the person that needs to be raising your child to be respectful. You are the person that needs to be enforcing these rules. Um, and if you're that's not happening, you wind up with someone like Simba, with someone like these. Absolutely. Uh, the rapists. But yeah, you can't just be like, oh, what? how did they turn into terrible people? I don't right. know how that happened. Exactly. Well, uh, it was whatever you did or didn't do. Like, that's yeah. on you. Yeah, and I, I do think a majority of, of cases are like that. I mean, that's not to say that there's no bad seeds where they just, it doesn't matter what you do. They're just going right. to turn to a life of crime. Yeah. But in a lot of cases, if you look at people's pasts, it's there's been either like parental neglect or negligence or overindulgence mm-hmm. or this is the affluenza kid, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. He was basically dis- like, you should go easy on him. He was so rich and indulged that he just like, how was he supposed to ever do right? Right. He doesn't understand the concept of right and wrong. Oh my gosh. Um, like, well, first of all, he does understand the concept of right and wrong because he's seen his parents covering up for him and making excuses for him his whole life. Wow, yeah. Just saying. <laughs> no, totally. But it is it is interesting, and it's probably the, the best part of the whole message of the movie is that idea of parents have are such an influence in their children's lives, and it is important for parents to give their children the values that they need to be good people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes that means, you know, saying no or punishing them or setting boundaries that children can't cross. Absolutely. Yeah. You will not have happy kids if you don't have boundaries and if they don't have frustrations in their life. And yeah. Yeah. Everyone needs to know that you can't run small time drug smuggling operations and whatnot. You have to teach your kids that. Yeah. That's one of the basics. Yeah. (laughs) So next up is the period piece, Thugs of Hindustan, which is Amir Khan, who we haven't actually seen lately. I know. I was thinking that when I was talking about uh, dollar store Amir Khan in this movie, I was like, oh, no, I miss him. Yeah. So him, Amitabh Bakchan, Katrina Kaif, uh, Fatima Sana Saik. Saik? Yeah. I've never seen her in anything else. Yeah, I have. But I don't know how to pronounce her name, so sorry. The movie itself, though, is available on Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. And it's just a lighthearted adventure romp set during the Raj. Feels a little bit like an Indian Pirates of the Caribbean. And I'll tell you something. India hated this movie, but we liked it. So here we go. Yeah, it's by the director of Tashan and the guy who wrote the Doom series. So And did Doom 3. Yeah, he directed Doom lots, 3. He wrote the other two Doom movies. movies. He's directed a lot of movies India didn't like, and we did. So. Exactly. Well, they liked go. Doom 3, weirdly. Um, oh, that's funny. But yeah, Tashan and Doom 3. So this is right down our alley, and if you liked those movies, then you should definitely watch Thugs of Hindustan. And that's available on Amazon Prime for streaming. So we'll see you next time on An American's Guide to Bollywood. For more of An American's Guide to Bollywood, go to guidetobollywood.com. To contact us, write us at moreismorepodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.